Okay, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm Cordelia Reed, your host for your show, Freak for Your Soul. And, you know, I um, I have a very special message for you today. I woke up, um, as usual, around warfare time. And the Holy Spirit placed a message on my heart that I love so much because I love this story, the story about Lazarus. It's just so uh, heartfelt to me. But it's the, the deep meaning in it that I'm hoping to relay to you today. And this is this show is for anyone that's experienced delays and things that they truly, truly want. The title of the message today is Breaking Through Delays. And we have things in our lives that occur that are demonic delays. And then we have God-sent delays. And some people, to the average person, delay is a delay. There's something I'm, I'm believing God for and it's just been delayed. Now, what's the difference between a demonic delay and a God-sent delay? A demonic delay, uh, the goal of that delay is for whatever that's going to happen, is not going to happen. The demonic delay does not want it to happen under any circumstances. And somewhere in the back of your mind, you start believing that it's not going to happen. And the enemy convinces you that it's not going to happen because of your daily circumstances, because of the things that you're going through, or whatever it is that you're believing God for. Demonic delays are 100% designed for you to move a lot closer to the Holy Spirit. Because somewhere there's a gap that the demon has gotten in. And that means that you got to have to close that gap between you and the Holy Spirit. So if you are experiencing any kind of demonic delay in your life, you're believing God for a marriage. You're believing God for children. You're believing God for better finances. You're believing God for a better job. If you are experiencing that and you've been experiencing this for years, for talking about decades here, and God knows we don't have a whole lot longer, but the truth is if, we're, if you're experiencing that, there's a demonic delay somewhere in there, and God is saying, you know what, I want you to move closer to me, okay, move closer to me, and how exactly do you do that? You just have to take a leap of faith and believe and trust him. Somewhere down, somewhere deep down inside, you're not trusting because it hasn't happened, and the enemy is convincing you because it hasn't happened, it's not going to happen. Okay, that's a demonic delay, all right? I just want to make sure you understand that. And I know many people that are de dealing with that right now. Now, you can tell them the truth, and you can witness to them, and you can show them places in the Bible, but still in the back of their mind, that stronghold is taking place where it says it's not going to happen. And they constantly believe that. And the delay continues and continues and continues. And this can go on until we die. We don't have that kind of time. So I encourage you, if you are experiencing a demonic delay, make up your mind and be intentional that you're gonna, you want to stop that today. And you're going to have that help with God. Because remember, through God, all things are possible. These are not difficult things. If God does it for one, he can do it for you. And this is not a big thing you're asking God for as far as, you know what, God, I just want a child. I just want this better job. I just want That's not a bad thing to ask for. God wants the best for you. So I just want to make sure you understand the difference here. Because if you're listening to this message, that most likely, most likely you're experiencing that. And I know how the enemy works when it comes to delays. Because he wants you to think that God has denied you. He said no, and it's never going to happen. Trust me, I've been there, done that, checked that box. All right? That's why I'm sitting here talking to you today. Now, I'm going to talk to you about a God-sent delay. A God-sent delay are for those of us that understand and we trust and believe and we know that our faith is constantly being refined and we're constantly in conversation with the Holy Spirit and we understand how God works and we know how God works, but yet there's still a delay and we can't seem to understand that. So we're going to talk about that type of God-sent delay today and what that truly means and why God does that. Because remember, everything God does, he does 
for the good. He does for the better. So when you break through delays, when you break through these delays, you see the biggest miracle that you ever want to see happen. Now remember, I, I want to make sure you understand that Sarah and Abraham had a God-sent delay. And because they were getting so impatient, they tried to handle it themselves, which is what a lot of us do. And look what happened. They did it the wrong way. To finally, Isaac was born. And Sarah laughed and still didn't believe it. And then Isaac named it laughter. And then Abraham went on to become the father of many nations. So I want you to understand what a God-sent delay is. It's not for the faint of heart. You've got to be strong in your faith. And you are, you're going to be strong in your faith. Because the delay is so impactful on your life. And everything that takes place between the time you ask and the time that that actual miracle takes place is highly significant. Highly significant. I don't want you to forget that. Because everything becomes order. You have marked God and said, God, you know what? I'm carrying everything in me that's a part of you. Okay, so excuse me, God has marked you for everything that he wants you to become. And so what happens is that from the time you ask, from the time that miracle takes place, there's something very significant that's going to take place in your life every single day. And ladies and gentlemen, I am a true witness of that. So let's talk about these um, God sent delays and why exactly do we have them? It is just amazing. I mean, it is so deeply profound and it's so mystical that, you know, it's not for just anybody. It's for those of us that truly want the best for enlarging the body of Christ, that truly have the best intentions in what we believe. And we want to know that God is truly hearing our prayers. We want to know that God is truly there. He's saying, I'm here the whole time. There's a God sent delay here. So I am starting at John 11th chapter first verse okay now a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany the town of Mary and her sister Martha it was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair whose brother Lazarus was sick therefore his sister sent unto him saying Lord behold he whom thou lovest is sick when Jesus heard that he said this sickness is not unto death but for the glory of God and that the Son of God might be glorified. Now Jesus loved Lazarus and his sister. Excuse me. Now Jesus loved Martha and his sister and Lazarus. I want to point something out very, very clear to you. This sickness, in verse 4, it says, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God, God might be glorified. Now, Jesus already said it. He already said this sickness is not going to happen. It's not going to result in death. Now, he reiterated this in this message. But we they steadily were looking at and feeling that Lazarus was sick. So in the present, Lazarus was sick. Surely he was sick. And surely Jesus loved Lazarus like he loves us. Surely our eyes were gazing upon sickness, terrible sickness. But Jesus said, this is not going to result in death. Now, it was up to Mary and Martha to believe that, right? But for them, they were used to Jesus doing other things. So let's see what happens after that. Now, I'm going to actually skip down to verse 11, where it says, These things said he, and after that he said unto them, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth. So at this point, Lazarus died. But wait a minute, didn't Jesus just say in verse 4 that this is not unto death, 
but wait a minute. But Jesus said, Lazarus sleepeth. But I go that he that I may awake him out of sleep. Jesus didn't even use the word death. Okay? See, we've got to be very careful about the things that the Holy Spirit is telling us versus what we're asking. Okay? Because sometimes we make assumptions. I'm really good about doing this. I'll believe God for one thing. And God is telling me that one thing is surely going to occur. And he's told me four or five different ways through four or five different people that do not know each other. And then in the back of my mind, somehow the enemy gets in and I see something. Clearly I see it, what it looks like. And I'm thinking, oh my God, this has happened. So therefore I'm thinking, oh no, it's not going to happen the way the Holy Spirit said it. It's going to be different. It's never going to happen. So now this is what has happened with, with Lazarus. And this is huge because Jesus said, Lazarus sleeping. But I go that I may awake him out of sleep. So surely Jesus is telling people this. So the Holy Spirit tells us what he's going to do. He tells us what to do. And yet it's up to us to believe that. No matter what our eyes are gazing upon, no matter what we see, we have to believe what the Holy Spirit is telling us within that time of that delay, even when it looks like it's not going to happen, even when it looks like the worst has happened, the absolute worst has happened now. Lazarus is sleeping. So let's continue on. Then said his disciples, Lord, if he sleep, he shall do well. So in other words, he just needs to sleep. That's what they're saying. He's sleeping. Let him go to sleep. Jesus says, how bad Jesus spake, spake of his death, but they thought that he had spoken of taking rest and sleep. Then said Jesus unto them, plainly, Lazarus is dead. Okay, because they, they clearly didn't understand what was going on here. But wait a minute, didn't Jesus just say it shall not result in death? So something's not making sense to the disciples. And Jesus said, wait a minute now, clearly, clearly, plainly, Lazarus is dead. Your eyes are looking at a dead man. Your eyes know he's a dead man. But Jesus said it will not result in death. So they're feeling that, wait a minute, we do believe you, Jesus, but Lazarus is dead. So what's going on here? And Jesus said, and I am glad for your sake that I was not there to the intent you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go into him, which is just absolutely amazing. Because Jesus is saying, there is a reason why I was not there. Because I want you to believe. Then said Thomas, which is called Didymus, unto his fellow disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. And Jesus came, he found that he had lain in the grave for four days already. Now, you know, one of the things I was thinking when I read it, I was thinking, you know, Thomas is known to be uh, doubting Thomas. And it's very interesting that even Thomas, the doubter that he is known to be, said, let us go that we may die with him. Now, see, what is going on in this storyline? Jesus is building us up for something huge. And this is what happens, surely, in a God-sent delay. He just starts building you up for something huge. You know, I remember in my life, just recently, that I started following uh, Paula White on Twitter. And Twitter, you know, you follow people, you see the tweets, or you don't see the tweets. But surely, things start happening in my life where the enemy was taking a sledgehammer and just trying to hammer me down. And we know these kind of things happen. Very terrible things were going on. And I started getting these tweets out of the blue from Paula White that spoke to the exact situation that I was going through that day. 
the exact thing. For example, I would think, oh, you know what? I just want to quit this. I, I cannot deal with this anymore. And then I would get a tweet from her that says, don't quit. God has you. He knows exactly what you're going through. He's going to send his angels on your behalf today in the mighty name of Jesus. So I'm thinking, wait a minute now, Paul, why don't know what I'm going through? This is, this is a total stranger to me. I'm a stranger to her, but she sends out these miraculous prayers, but the Holy Spirit knows. That's what unites us. So he's saying, wait a minute, I'm going to send somebody that's going to tell you and build you up to let you know, no matter what your eyes are gazing upon, no matter what you're feeling, no matter what you see, I still, what I said is going to occur, I still mean it. It is surely going to happen. Okay? This is what you see with Doubt and Thomas here. Thomas said, let us go that we may die with him. That's amazing. Who does that? That's amazing. That is a miracle, and that is significant in and of itself. And then Jesus came and said, hey, he had already been dead for four days. That's pretty significant. One thing we know about people dying, when they die after four days have gone by, grief has set in. The, re the reality that they're not coming back has set in. Terribleness has set in. People have come from everywhere to comfort you. That All that has set in. Everybody knows this person is gone. We're stunned. We don't believe it. But we do know that Jesus loved this person. And Jesus did know. But there was a delay. And we don't understand why. I find this part to be so absolutely amazing. Because this is exactly what God's saints experience. We experience these God-sent delays and we don't understand them. But God is building you up the entire time for something highly significant. And we don't know what's going to happen. We have no idea. You know why? Because we hadn't seen it happen before. So how are we supposed to know that Jesus is going to come and do something more miraculous? But guess what? He's already done it. That's why these stories are written here. That's why he's already said, through me, all things are possible. So I'm going to skip again down to verse 23. And in verse 23, Jesus said unto her, and we're talking her as far as Martha, thy brother shall rise again. Martha said unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection. I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet he shall live again. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believeth thou this? She said yes. She said yes. She believed it. You know, I, it's interesting because we, we hear these stories. I've heard these stories numerous times over the years. And all we know is that Jesus performed the biggest miracle. And we believed in this because it was in the Bible. And that's when he performed the miracle. And we left it right there at the Bible. And we never thought anything else of it. You know, especially when I was growing up in church. It was just a, a common story you hear all the time. But it's interesting that he spells out, Lazarus is still dead at this moment. He is in the grave. He's been, he, I mean, he's probably rigor mortis is set in. And Jesus is still talking to these people saying, hey, you know what? I am the resurrection. I'm here. So she told the resurrection that, yeah, I, I know he's going to rise again. But, you know, that's in the last day. He said, no, I am the resurrection. She said, that's the last day of the resurrection. He said, no, the resurrection is here today, right now, in your face, talking to you. That's what we have in the Holy Spirit. We have the Holy Spirit right there with us, comforting us, talking to us. But yet we still don't believe. But wait a minute, it's a little bit too late because you still talk to me. And yet my eyes are gazing upon and I still feel and I still see that Lazarus is dead. Nothing has changed. And I'm going to tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. This is how I feel on a daily basis. Most of God's saints do. 
I'm experiencing, you could experience an absolute horror and your eyes are gazing upon it and you're feeling it. And yet the Holy Spirit is telling you all these things at night. You have these significant dreams. People coming to you, giving these amazing words. But yet your eyes are gazing upon You have to go back to work and deal with the same thing you dealt with on Friday. But yet the only difference is Jesus is talking to you, telling you, hey, this is what you're supposed to do. I haven't forgotten about you. I'm there with you the entire time. Or maybe it's your finances. God, my bank account is zero. Matter of fact, it's negative. I'm in this house. I have no idea how my bills are going to get paid this week. I had someone give me a, a great testimony. Uh, I'm just going to diverse. I'm just going to divert for one second. Give me a great testimony about how she's staying in this hotel with her four kids and never had any money when she started in the hotel. From day to day, she was not working a job. And people have just been handing her envelopes of money. Um, I have no idea who these people are. And she just met them. You understand what I'm saying? She had no idea how she was going to pay for her um, hotel. Now she's being approved for an apartment and God sent some people to help her. And this is what the Holy Spirit does. She didn't even have a bank account. You understand? You've got to believe what the Holy Spirit is telling you. When I first met this young lady, it was she, her faith was phenomenal. Whether I believed in what decisions she was making or not or agreed with them, it didn't matter. Her faith was phenomenal. That's what stuck out. I mean, everybody's got their dream. They got things they got to learn. It's for her life and for her to learn. But her faith was phenomenal. And that's why she's getting the envelopes of cash. That's why she has an apartment that she never even planned on getting a month ago. That's why she just got a job that um, I think she wanted to substitute teach. And finally, she was approved for an official substitute teacher for school with her four kids that she has to support. And now she has this apartment and she came up here, decided she actually moved to California within three days of where she was in Texas. It was not even a plant move. That is radical, miraculous faith. That is listening to the Holy Spirit tell you in your ear, I know your eyes are gazing upon there's no money. I know your eyes are gazing upon there's no place for you to stay. I need you to listen to me right now. That's huge. That's huge. You cannot beat that with a 10-foot drum. I love that. So this is what's going on with Lazarus and Martha and Mary and the disciples. Everybody around, even the Jews were coming by to comfort her now because Lazarus was still dead at this very moment. That's a pretty big fat hair deal. When people die, we, it's pretty final to all of us. But no, Jesus said, no, this is not the case. I come for you to believe, and I am the resurrection. We got the resurrection right here with us. That's what the Holy Spirit is. They're all the same. So why is it that we still don't believe? Because our faith always has to be refined. That's what God sent delays are. Now, I'm going to skip again down to verse 32. All right. So let's go to verse 32 where... Then, then when Mary was come where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying unto him, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died, would not have died. When Jesus therefore saw her weeping and the Jews also weeping, which came with her, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. See, we think that when we're going through things, we're by ourselves and said, where have you laid him? They said unto him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. In verse 35, Jesus wept. When we weep and we're going through so much sorrow and so much pain, is such, and one thing about grieving is such a personal thing. Only ourselves in our heart and the Holy Spirit can understand what we're going through. But at this time, Jesus wept with them. 
Jesus was hurting too. I love this. I love this because we feel so alone and nobody understands. And it's so by yourself. And this is the time you have to understand Jesus is weeping with us too. Then said the Jews, behold, how he loved him. Let me just stress that even though Lazarus is dead, and even though people are weeping and Jesus is weeping, he still loved him. Jesus' love does not change because of our circumstances for us. It's always there. It's always there. I love how this story stresses Jesus' love for Lazarus. And just because Lazarus died doesn't mean Jesus stopped loving him. Just because Jesus wasn't there and there was a delay doesn't mean he stopped loving them. Just know Jesus never stops loving you. He never stops. I don't care what's happening. I don't care how bad it feels. I don't care how final it seems. He never stops loving us. And some of them said, Could not this man which opened the eyes of the blind have caused that even this man should not have died? In other words, Jesus could have prevented this, but he didn't. Why? Jesus, therefore, again, groaning in himself, coming to the grave, it was a cave and a stone lay upon it. And Jesus said, take away the stone. In other words, there's something, there's a barrier that's preventing this miracle from happening. What is that barrier? That barrier right now was the stone. What is the barrier between you and your miracle? Because now we're getting close. This is the close part. You know how people say you're getting close to your breakthrough? This is why I call this message breaking through delays. You're close to your breakthrough. Jesus is right there at the grave. He's staring at the, the stone. He said, take it away. So now listen, Jesus could have told them. He could not have said anything. He could have just moved the stone himself. It could have disappeared. But Jesus intentionally said, remove the stone. Because he's asking us, believe in him. Remove the barrier that's separating you from your miracle. I'm right here with you. I'm going to make the miracle happen. I want you to move that stone so that your miracle can occur. And we all have them. We all have them. That stone is a difficult thing to move. But that stone was, will prevent Lazarus from walking out and the miracle can occur. So in other words, everybody wouldn't be able to see Lazarus walk out if the stone had not been moved. So there's a reason why he's putting this show on for people because nobody was believing this. Nobody was believing what Jesus could do, that he was the resurrection. It was amazing. He had done so many other things, but yet they still didn't believe. And this is what happens every day. We see this all the time. Jesus said, take ye away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, said unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he had been dead four days. In other words, Jesus, this is final. I mean, he, he's stinking now. What in the world can be done with a man that's dead? How in the world is this going to happen? Um, there's nothing else to do. Jesus said unto her, said I not unto thee, that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God. This is the most important thing about miracles and what the Holy Spirit does. Thou shouldest see the glory of God. The most important thing about this particular situation is that the, we see the glory of God. This is where the profound faith comes in. And remember, he had already said it back in verse 4. In verse 4, he clearly said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified. Everything we do, people, in our lives has to be for the glory of God. Everything. We used to have this song when I was growing up, um, excuse me, when I was growing up, that um, trust in Jesus in everything you do. Everything. And they would, they would clearly 
keep saying everything you do. You got to trust in Jesus in everything you do. They didn't say some things. They didn't say a little thing here and there. Everything you do. You go to the store by bubblegum, trust in Jesus. Now, I know that sounds ridiculous, but it's true. I have clearly come to trust in Jesus in everything I do because God is telling me, I care even about that car you're about to buy. I care about this dress you're spending money on. I care about these shoes you're putting on your feet. I care about the hairstyle you have on your head. He cares about everything. Especially if he knows the hairs in our the number of the hairs in our head. That's clearly specific. That's down to the very fine detail. So at the end of the day, we have to do everything for the glory of God so that we may see the glory of God in everything that we do. Then they took away the stone from the place where where the dead was laid, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. Do you understand? He said in the past, heard, heard. In other words, the miracle had already happened. It already had been delivered and taken place in heaven. Lazarus was not dead in heaven. You understand that? In other words, he said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. In other words, in other, in, for things to take place on earth, it has to be released in heaven. Jesus knew it had not been released. Uh, excuse me. Jesus knew it had been. <laughs> I, you know, I get so passionate about these messages. Jesus knew that Lazarus had not gone to heaven. Okay. In other words. So in other words, Lazarus is still there. He's just sleeping. He's waiting on Jesus to come. Hey, open up your eyes. And I knew that thou hearest me always, but because the people would stand by and I said it, that they may believe that they may, that thou hast sent me, which is clearly why we're here getting ready for this miracle to take place. And when he thus had spoken, he cried with a loud voice, saying, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave cloths, and his face was bound about with a napkin. Jesus said unto him, Loose him and let him go. One thing I love about the Bible, ladies and gentlemen, everything that we read in it is very specific, it's very clear. Lazarus came out in his, in his present state with grave cloths on him. In other words, I was dead. I was dead. I was put down in that area to die. I, he came forth with the cloth and the napkin on his face. Grave cloths wrapped around him. Lazarus came out and said, let him go. And thus the whole world knew what happened. This is one thing I want you to understand about your present situation in your God sent delay. When Jesus is ready for that miracle to take place, remember, the miracle is already take, taking place in heaven. It's just a matter of um, coming to place on earth. It's a matter of being intentional about removing your stone. It's a matter of being intentional about your beliefs and knowing that God's going to be glorified. Now, I know this sounds like a cliche to you, but it is very real and very true. And there are people that are seeing miracles on this earth. Just because you don't hear about it does not mean it's not happening, including dead coming back to life, including that kind of thing. Just because you don't hear about it does not mean it's not happening, okay? Because surely it is happening just as sure as you hear my voice. Okay, the thing I love about Lazarus coming forth with the grave cloths on and the napkin on his face and people standing by. Because when that miracle takes place, it is not going to be any doubt that it was God, it was Jesus that brought that miracle forth. It is not going to be any doubt to anyone because there's no way a man is going to come up out of the casket with his suit on, walking around with the formaldehyde that's been in his arms and all of a sudden it's turned into blood. Because all of a sudden people are going to wait a minute, that's not possible. That's not possible. 
Because they had to embalm you. They had to do all this thing. You were dead for four days. Now I know now I know Lazarus didn't have formaldehyde. What I'm saying to you is that at that time Lazarus had on grave cloths and a napkin, and it was obvious that this man was dead. They knew he was dead. Lazarus knew he was dead, okay? So what I'm saying to you, when that miracle takes place, everybody's gonna know that God turned that situation around for your best. For your best, for everybody's best. And the reason why he did it, because if he can do it for Lazarus, he'd do it for others. If he did it for one person, he'll do it for you. It doesn't stop with that person saying, guess what? There's no reason to be jealous anymore. It doesn't stop with that one person. Just because it hasn't happened to you does not mean it's going to happen. So I know this message has been very preachy, but it's pasted on my heart. Because like I said, for every message that I deliver in my podcast, I'm with you in it. I'm experiencing things as well. I experienced God sent delays. I, I've experienced demonic delays. Though that area of my life is over, no more demonic delays. I've cast that away. In the mighty name of Jesus, it will never, ever happen again. But I've got God sent delays. There are things I'm believing God for just like you. You're going to always believe God for things until you leave this earth. It's just that simple. We just want to make sure it's a God sent delay and, uh, and know that it's going to happen and believe that it's going to happen. That's the most important thing. So I, I really do believe I, I stressed all my points to you and... Um, I just want you to be blessed. I want you to experience a God-sent delay so that you can see the biggest miracle and the world can know it's a miracle. Everybody around you will know it's a miracle. It's going to happen. It's going to happen right before your very eyes. And, gonna, and believe it will happen. That your latter years will be greater than your former. Because breaking through delays is not just about breaking through delays. It's about the journey and the experience and everything that you get in your everyday circumstances that's, that's sent directly from God and the Holy Spirit. If you're listening to this message, it's because God wants you to hear it. He wants you to hear it. I do understand at this point in my life that every message that I send is going to be specifically for people that God wants to hear it. You understand? These messages are specific. If it's from the Holy Spirit, he's going to send it to whoever he wants to hear it. And I believe this. When I send these messages out, I let go of them and I let him do his job. Okay, just like when I started following Paula White, I only get the certain tweets that are applicable to my daily situation, which I find to be absolutely amazing. And I take pictures of those messages so that people, when I want to tell people about them, they believe it. <laughs> because the pictures have the date and everything on them. I can tell you exactly what was going on at that date in my life, why I got this message. Okay, I want you to believe this. God is still in the business of performing miracles. That's why we have to break through delays in the manner in which he has us, just like this story rolled out in the Bible with Lazarus. There's a reason for a delay. There's a reason for every significant minute, moment, hour, and day of it, okay? It was just four days that Lazarus was dead, right? I mean, I know it was painstaking to see him sick too, but Jesus still loved Lazarus. There's a reason why he was sick. He was sick for the glory of God, okay? Sometimes things have to happen. Bad things have to happen. What we think is bad, but we, it has to happen for God to turn it around for his good and for his glory. Okay, that's it. It's 30 minutes. It was a lengthy message, but it was such a profound, deep uh, message. I just didn't want to stop. What can I say? Remember, if nothing else, Jesus loves you, and so do I. Uh, love at Cordelia.com, uh, podcast.cordelia.com. I'm on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, um, TuneIn, what have you. I'd love to hear from you. Send me emails, messages, subscribe if you like to, and I will see you next time.